What is up, everybody? My name is Austin Buckner. Trevor Holder. And you are listening to the Ice Cream Sunday podcast, and this episode is all about adaptations. So adaptations from video game to movie, from uh, book to movie, movie <laughs> from uh, books to television show, and, basically, and vice versa. Yeah, basically anything you can think of as far as adaptations go, we try to cover it. Um, we do mainly focus on... Like uh, Last of Us being an example, mm-hmm. but what we wanted to do was kind of focus on what makes a good ad- adaptation, what makes a bad one, and you know, kind of anything in between, and how examples of each. Uh, we talk about ones that are incoming, ones that we'd like to see, ones that never were, yeah, um, ones that should have never been. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> we talk about adaptations. Um, love this chat, um, and and uh, much like our, our last few episodes, if you, if you guys have any that you guys liked that maybe we haven't seen, uh, certainly feel free to comment. Hit us up on all the socials. We are I C Sunday Podcast on all the social media networks. Uh, hit us up and let us know. Uh, without any further ado, uh, please enjoy. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Ice Cream Sunday Podcast. So with The Last of Us being like the hot new show, mm-hmm. um, there's been a lot of talk online about what makes a, a good adaptation versus what is considered a bad adaptation. And I just wanted to talk with you about what you believe fits into each category. Like, what do you like to see in in media, whether it be a TV show or a Either way, I guess, whether it's a, a, a TV show that gets made into a, uh, a movie or a movie that gets made into a TV show or a comic book or a video game or, or whatever it is, what, what do you look for to say that's a great adaptation? Is there certain rules? Is there certain elements that you look for? I think it's important that... Um... First and foremost, with any adaptation that you're going at, you have to remember that there is source material. There Mm -hmm. are going to be fans. Now, you may have the goal of having, you know, obviously the fans, because those are the ones that have been backing whatever you're adapting for however long. Mm -hmm. But you want to try to draw in new people. And with that, you have to change things. And there has to come an understanding with that. But with that, the very first thing you have to keep in mind is respect. Um, You have to have a respect for what came before it. You have to have a respect for the fans. And you have to have a respect for what, like, the core of what it is. Mm -hmm. I think Last of Us has 
done incredible uh, with its reception for new and fans. But I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Neil Druckmann is also behind that. Ideally, you would think that fans of the of whatever it is, we'll use Last of Us as an example. Mm-hmm. Fans of Last of Us should be the ones that make something from The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I said, ideally that that would be the case, but. The alternative being some studio just taking this popular franchise and just trying to make a buck. Correct. Got it. Um, but we've been around long enough to know that if we're being honest, fans have a tendency to fuck it all up, too. That's true. Um, like I said, uh, especially because Neil Druckmann is involved with The Last of Us show. He he would be the foremost, you know, expert on how to make this correctly. Sure. For those that don't know, Neil Druckmann wrote the video game, is also a writer on the show. Um, he created... directed the Bill and Frank episode, too. Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I, um, for me, for me personally, um, and th- this is just a, a personal thing, and, and maybe it's very elementary um but when i see something like a tv show or a movie adapted from something that's already visual i i like deviations from the source material let me give you an example like the last of us right i don't need to see a shot for shot live remake of the video game because I've already I've already experienced the video game. I've already watched the video game multiple times, uh, for for lack of a better term. So when I'm when I'm watching the show, I don't need to see exactly how it happened in the uh, in the the video game because I've already I've already watched it. But when I watch, like, what's a good example of this? Um, like the wa- <laughs> the Watchmen movie, right? Yeah. So. I haven't I've seen it obviously in in drawings, right? I've seen it in the graphic novel. Yeah. But I haven't seen it acted out. I haven't seen it live yet. So I like the fact that the Watchmen was very um was was very faithful to the source material and you actually see line for line exact uh exact script that you saw in the graphic novel you see shot for shot the same scene that you saw in the graphic novel and i like that because it's coming from something that's it's visual yes but you haven't already seen the the action play out you haven't already basically you know seen the scenes you've seen pictures and things like that drawings um but you haven't seen it played out and so I, i like when it maybe comes from a book or a graphic novel or something like that um, to where it's, it, it can be a little more faithful shot-for-shot um, shot remake, I guess, for lack of a better term, um, when it is adapted into you know a TV show or a movie, something like that. That's just my personal rule. Um, 
but I, I'm sure I could think of nine or ten different examples that go against that rule as well. So, oh, buddy. So, um, Last of Us, I think we can agree, is a perfect example of how to do an adaptation, right? Mm-hmm. They vary it enough to where you don't know. I mean, you have an idea of what's going to happen because it's still going to roughly follow the story, mm-hmm. but they change it enough to where you're still drawn to it. Um, you know, and they bring out scenes or lines that are like shot for shot mm-hmm. or word for word. Um, you know, you get the whole sequence of driving in the very first episode. Correct. Just like the game. And then, you know, you have a few shots that are the same throughout the show so far. And then um, more specifically, granted, the situations have changed or the the scenes have changed uh, slightly from the game. You'll still get the core lines from the game. Right. And it could be just as little as, uh, you know, Ellie looking at the magazine Mm-hmm. With Joel driving, or or the note that was left for uh, Joel. Granted, that was changed from the game because Frank hated Bill. Right. Got infected, killed himself, and wrote a note saying that, you know, fuck you, Bill. Yeah. And I, in this one, it was changed. So. I like that some of the, the things that are exactly the same as the uh as the game aren't major plot points Mm -hmm. it's just like it's little details that only fans of the game are going to pick up on it's fan service and it does exactly and it doesn't make it really doesn't in the grand scheme of things make much of a difference whether it was in there or not right but it's something that the fans of the game can look at and be like ah there there it is it's like the it's like the meme with uh uh Leonardo DiCaprio from Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once upon a time I was like, yeah. oh, 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 there he is. So with that being said, we have all these other adaptations. Some mm-hmm. not so great. Um me personally, uh I thought the newest Mortal Kombat movie was fantastic. You know, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it all the way through. I will obviously I'll, seen clips and stuff. I'll let but, you borrow it. Yeah. I have it. I'll have to um, watch it. I thought it was fantastic. It was it was really good. I will say, like, there are some things they could have done differently. I you know, they didn't necessarily need a character made specifically for the movie as a as a way to tie in the history or lore. So it in the movie. In the movie, they created a character named Cole. Oh, okay. Who, it's pretty obvious, so I don't think I'm spoiling it too much. You can look at you can look at a trailer and see it. But Cole is a descendant of Scorpion. Oh yeah, I did see that in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's pretty obvious. People were upset that it didn't have more characters or, uh, you know, for a movie based on a fighting tournament to the death, 
there was really no fighting tournament to the death. It was just people fighting. Right. But, um, you know, I think it was well done. And I thought, you know, it got what the core of what Mortal Kombat is, which is, you know, great fighting, Mm -hmm. a bunch of gory death. And that was great. And, you know, they even teased uh, Johnny Cage for the second one, which is going to be amazing. Played by The Miz. Not confirmed, but I've been saying it since <laughs> since that movie came out. Yeah. And then, you know, you look back even further and you see Mortal Kombat and mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And those were dog shit movies. But for nostalgia's sake, they are still awesome. <laughs> you know, I still go back and watch the, the first one. Um, where Raiden is played by the dude from Highlander, Christopher Lambert. Yeah, yep. it's uh, it's not the best movie, but like, the thing is, I, I think that I haven't seen the newest movie, but is uh, is it pretty serious, all things considered, or is yeah. there there a lot of camp to it? Um, there's a little bit of campiness, but not a lot. Uh, it it is a fairly serious movie, and I think. Which I think is good, but the thing that I love about the the movie from the '90s is like it's very campy, and so you have a, campy. You have a game called Mortal Kombat, and it's very bloody and and gory, and like you make a movie that's very campy. But at the same time, like you watch the the game or you play the game, and all things considered, like that much blood and that much like over exaggerated violence, like in and of itself, is pretty campy. Yeah. So there, there is some to to make a very campy movie out of it and, and bring some levity to the situation. I thought was, I was a kid when it came out. Like I thought it was fun. Um, and then there is some some very obvious fan service in in that movie as well. Oh yeah. Um, I thought it was I thought it was great. I I need to watch the the new movie because I've heard nothing but good things. Um, let me ask you a question. So, yeah. do you remember? It was like a Mortal Kombat TV show. I think you had it on DVD. Oh, I still have it. Is it as is it as good it's or so ba- bad? You think it's bad? It's so bad. I thought it was great. I, I mean, loved it. Um, I mean, ye- I, so this newest movie is it didn't you would age say well. I'll put it, I'll put it that way. It did not age well. So this newest movie, yeah. Oh yeah, miles. Um, I mean, you also got to think. What's another high profile adaptation that lasted? Resident Evil. Yeah. Now, the the first movie that, that came out was fairly faithful. It had a tone. It had, uh, you know, it, it had its way about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very serious. It, it more or less was faithful to the idea of um, what Resident Evil is. And then... Immediately after that, like the the rest of the uh, the Anderson series, you know, just mm-hmm. went so off rails, and it's it's hokey. And I mean, th- I mean, to be their credit, they they committed to it, and it's still today one of the most successful adaptations of you know of all time. But then you get the Netflix show that was like, "Hey, look, we're gonna do something different," and you know it's gonna fail. Mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed it. I'm bummed it didn't get a second season, I, but it's Netflix, so yeah. you, you've 
you know, of course. I didn't I didn't watch much, if any, of the Resident Evil show on Netflix. And, and until you mentioned it, I had completely forgotten about it. <laughs> exactly. Um I just I remember I remember thinking before we went and saw what was the Resident Evil movie Welcome that we to went, Raccoon City. Yeah, Welcome to Raccoon <laughs> City. I just remember thinking like the source material, it's not like the most well written. No. I mean, it came out in ninety eight. Mm-hmm. It's not the most well written video game. Like, you know, some of the voice acting is downright awful. Um, but it is nineteen ninety eight. Um but I just remember thinking like the 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 story of it in and of itself is enough to carry like a movie or a TV show. Like you have this big elaborate mansion. that's basically like a maze. And I think that could be very fun in a live action adaptation of the video game. And then <laughs> every movie or TV show that you see it, it gets so lost in the sauce and, and so see what they did was they made the mistake of combining resident evil one and two mm-hmm. with that movie. And to its credit, it's like some of the effects were amazing. It, I mean, it, it, it had gr- genuinely great moments. It mm-hmm. just was not a great movie. No. And they change. They still changed enough. And it's like, come on, guys, this isn't hard. Like I know for a fact that you know, being the fans that we are, we could sit down, pick certain moments out of out of uh, each of the games, and create a movie that is faithful enough and fun enough and good enough. Yeah. It, like, like some of this stuff isn't hard. You already have the work done for you. Well, going back to just respecting the source material, the one thing I didn't like. Well, there's a lot of things I didn't like about that movie, but one of the main things is that, like, when you play Resident Evil 2, of course, you're playing Leon Kennedy as a rookie, and of course, there's going to be some trepidation and some fear walking into Raccoon City for the first time, seeing zombies. Like, yeah, that's gonna like that's gonna psych you out. Um, But he he's turned into such a fucking goofball. In that movie, like complete, like it, it went he from was like such this, an idiot. Un, yeah, it went from this unexperienced rookie cop to like, how, how did you graduate high school? Like, yeah, not and, only the academy, but like you, you can barely function as a human being, let alone a police officer. And I mean, they like the way they introduced him. He was passed out in a diner, mm-hmm. and. You had cops come in bullying him, saying, oh, hey, how did you get here? I heard you shot your partner in the ass or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, yeah. how do you... Fu- like, it's... Yes, was it done for laughter? Absolutely. But, come on. That... I, w- I felt so disrespected by that. Just- yeah. Yeah. And... And then uh, re- some of the Resident Evil movies are are bad adaptations, I will admit. But then you get into really bad adaptations like uh, the live action Avatar: The Last Airbender or the live action uh, Dragon Ball Z movie. Yeah, but that's coming from people that have no like they didn't look into it. Well, that's what we talked about. It's just it's not fans of the source material. It's yeah. just it's a studio that's like 
here you go. Here's the I, keys to the castle. I will say, and and this is one of those rare instances where uh, where this doesn't fit that that typical mold that we've been talking about, mm-hmm. where uh, you know, you got to be a fan, and it, either that or it's a studio that just does nothing with it. Halo. Mm-hmm. I think that the TV series was great. Um. It it was different enough, but I think the quality of the effects coupled with uh the performances were were well done. Mm-hmm. And I liked the changes. I mean, it drastically changes. Like it's not it, Halo. It does. But um from what I've what I've been told from Halo fans and honest to God, I I haven't I've yet to play the games or see the T V show. Um let me ask you this. So yeah the the motivations the choices that are made by master chief can you watch the show after playing the game and say okay those motivations the choices that are made master chief would have made those decisions in in the game like it, it's all very similar no no Mm-mm. interesting the, the reason i was going to ask that is because like when i watched going back to the last of us like is it are there things that are much different than the game sure when I watch it, the motive, Joel's motivations, the decisions that he makes in the the show, I get the same essence of Joel in the show that I do from the game. It's a very respectful portrayal of Joel as this. The world's kind of beaten down on him for the last twenty years, um, and like little by little. He is accepting that, like, I am the protector. I am the father figure to this teenage girl, much like I was to my own daughter, you know, before and at the at the start of this. Uh, I almost said pandemic. Uh, at, the, <laughs> <laughs> at the yeah, um, at the beginning of this uh, this apocalypse, this dystopian future. Um, so it, it's interesting that you you say that the character is completely different from the game. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. How so? A lot of it stems from, obviously you have the game first Mm -hmm. and then you have all these books that were like, okayed. And this was, this was to expand on the lore in the world of, of Halo. Right, Right. And so that lends a lot of backstory and reasoning and it, it fits within the mold of the series of games with the show. It doesn't. And I don't know how to explain it other than like, I know the creators and writers said they didn't look anything into Halo when, when making this, Mm -hmm. like I know they got cliff notes to you know to still make it halo but it it wasn't yeah you know um but like i said it it's different but i still enjoyed it and and that could just be because it it seems like it's more of a generic uh sci-fi action series that just has a halo paint job on it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um but I like the actors. I like 
you know, I, I like the direction they took with it. And I, like I said, this is the outlier. This is the thing that that despite the rules that we set up as far as, you know, fans should have more input into it. That way it's done correctly rather than a big studio move in. Uh, you know, I just, like I said, it's, it's just that weird exception for me. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, you, you go into other forms of media like, uh, live action animes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got the big one, which is ghost in the shell. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I thought it was a good sci-fi movie. Obviously there's some problems with it, like whitewashing, which my opinion i don't think was necessarily done that way like i mean you even had the creator come out and say you know at no point was it ever specifically stated that this character was asian Mm -hmm. but to hear all the outcry of them whitewashing the character having scarlett johansson star at it uh star as that character and then uh and then you know you find out later in the movie that she's a copy of a person that ended up originally being asian like you couldn't have looked at that and been like right this is a good idea especially after this like you you don't think you'd delay it and reshoot it or yeah. Or something like I can also understand that they'd ha- come at it from the side of, oh, hey, no, no, no. This is going to make sense when you get to it. Mm-hmm. And it just being tone deaf. I want to go back to what you talked about with uh, with Halo and uh, the books and being approved by, you know, the creators of Halo or Microsoft games or wh- wh- whatever it was. Right. Do you knowing that Halo started as a video game, uh-huh. an Xbox video game? Do you then look at the books and say, I accept those books, even though they are approved by the studio. I look at those books as legitimate lore. I look at these books as legitimate canon. Or do you say that's that's like a weird expansion and like the real lore is the, the original video games? The, re- the I guess what I'm getting at is there are a ton of Star Wars books mm-hmm. that are approved by George Lucas as expanded universe lore. They are canon to the story. Do you look at those as canon or are you, nope, it's just the the nine episodic movies and uh, the Disney studio television shows. It's just that that's the main story. So, are we meaning Halo just right now, or are we talking about Star Wars as well? Halo, Star Wars, okay. Anything so, that has like a quote unquote expanded universe. Are you looking at that expanded universe like, yep, yeah. that is, yes, yeah. I accept that as canon. Yeah, I, I mean, there may be some things I don't like, but yes, uh, you know. And then you got like stuff like Halo Legends, which was an anthology animated uh, release, which was just different art styles, different mm-hmm. stories that take place quote unquote in the halo universe but just they're not canon and yeah. they, they never will be and the same goes for uh you know anything that expands on the lore it 
it could just be you know something that takes place in the universe but it you know it's not sure and that allows them the leeway to have more fun with it or to to explore something that isn't necessarily going to work you know in in the canon so Mm -hmm. like you have something super anime you know in halo like uh i don't know like a, a robot that you know that that follows you around and uh takes care of kids Mm -hmm. or you know just different stuff like that and then you got like in the case of star wars so when disney bought star wars they put the axe on a lot of content that was already put out Mm -hmm. so a lot of this stuff was no longer considered canon they, I believe they called it like legacy or or something like that where it's like okay yeah they acknowledge their existence but it it is not canon to anything so mm-hmm. even stuff that was originally widely regarded as canon like some books where Luke Skywalker came across Darth Maul hmm okay um you know that was considered canon at the time and then it's not now and right. that's okay right. but yeah i i think as as long as it still fits within the realm of possibility as far as the main source of that content like halo's games then yeah it, it should be considered canon mm-hmm. and you know if you got the creators and if you have everyone saying yeah that's canon you just have to, you kind of have to accept it. You don't have sure. to like it, but. Sure. I know that we talked about, obviously we, we both think the last of us is a, is a very faithful adaptation, uh, a, a great adaptation. What are some other examples of, of good adaptations? Uh, either, you know, a book to a movie or, or it doesn't matter which way it goes. So just an adaptation from source material to something different. So it's funny you say that because uh, the two examples that come to mind are hunger games. Yeah. I thought that was that was faithful. It I, changed a lot, and I feel like the books were way more graphic and violent. I was just gonna and, say that, yeah. I wish it was, which I get it. It's a it's a it's a young adult novel, and that's so you exactly can't it. you can't turn it into like this crazy like hyper violent. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, but yeah, I think I it had to, to be see. more palatable. Sure. For and sure. and you had to be able to market it to an audience as far as the movies go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as graphic as these young adult books are, um, you know, they were able to get away with it. I don't know how close they skirted to that line, but that's what it was. And then, you know, adapting that to a movie specifically geared toward teens, young teens, you really have to tone that down because you're not going to hit that same mark. Exactly. Do I think it could have benefited from rated R? Maybe, but I, I just don't see it working with like the young cast it had. Mm-hmm. I don't see it working as a rated R. Uh, Harry Potter. Uh, um, yeah good i yeah i think so i mean it's it's hard to say because 
you know, the book series came out and, you know, you have all the fans of the book series and then the show come or the movies come out. The movies and, come out before the series of the books was even completed. Right. But you saw the fans of the books all over the movies as if, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. So they can't necessarily be wrong mm-hmm. if the fans of the books are still fans of the movies and, you know, when all that comes out. So I th- I think that one that one works and I think it's faithful enough to where you know if you're a fan of the books and you're a fan of the movies and you can't it, 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 they did something right. Mm-hmm. Um Maze Runner I think was pretty faithful overall. Mm-hmm. Um This is a this is a rough one to talk about but live action anime as Dragon Ball Evolution um you know you have the Netflix adaptation of Death Note mm-hmm. Netflix adaptation of Full Metal Alchemist Rurouni Kenshin except you know Rurouni Kenshin that was like they have four movies mm-hmm. and there's something to that if they're releasing four movies and it's doing that well. The live action adaptation of Cowboy Bebop. We got shafted on that. Fuck that. That was a great show. Yeah. That's that is my favorite anime. And I think the live action show was done with respect to that. Mm-hmm. I, I 100% believe that like they did the best they could. And I think it fell victim to Netflix and uh, them not pushing for it more and supporting it more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's kind of Netflix's MO with anything. I know that I would say the majority of people who watch Marvel movies would... I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here, would agree that the majority of uh, comic book characters that you see in this this MCU, this Marvel Cinematic Universe, they do a pretty good job of adapting them to the big screen. What do you think, on both sides, what do you think is the, the best adaptation of the comic book character to the big screen? And what do you think, like, man, I wish they would go back and, and redo that um, and I'd like to see it maybe taken from a different angle, or I- I'd like to see that redone. We'll start with uh, start with the character that you think is like is good, that the adaptation is is solid. I mean, if we're being completely honest, I think I have three picks. Spider Man is of course. Ob- obvious, and and that goes with. Andrew Garfield, that goes with Tobey Maguire, that goes mm-hmm. with Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. All those iterations, perfect. Yeah. Why? Because Spider-Man is the most popular character in Marvel's, you know, inventory. Mm-hmm. Like, he makes the most money. He like He's super relatable to everyone. Like, everyone loves Spider-Man. Like, he is a cash cow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iron Man. They took a chance on a celebrity whose life went down 
so horribly. They took a chance, and uh, Favreau was like, he's the guy. Like, this is it. And they took a chance on an actor who, who's been through so much legal problems, who drugs, you know, everything. And he owned it. Like, he... It, it was very apparent from the first time you see him as Tony Stark. Like, he was made for this. This was the perfect role. And he owned it, he made it, and he ran with it for decades at this point. Yeah, I think that the the parallels between Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark are are interesting in that maybe maybe it's the like anti-war leftist liberal in me but i think that the story of tony stark being this billionaire that's basically made his fortune on being a bit of a warmonger um and then you 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 kind of you have this redemption arc to that character and then at the same time behind the scenes the comic book character itself Let's be completely honest. Before the first Iron Man movie, no one gave a fuck about Iron Man. No, he was no a, one gave a shit. He about looked Iron terrible. Man. Um, and then so, like that that character in the comics, like no one, he wasn't like a popular character. He wasn't like a like a Spider Man or Superman or Batman. Exactly. He wasn't like he wasn't like a like everyone's rushing to the comic book stores to buy Iron Man comics. Like, no one gave a shit about Iron Man. Um, it was all about Spider-Man. Exactly. I think that parallels where Robert Downey Jr. was in his career. It's like everyone had sort of given up on Robert Downey Jr. No one really cared about him. Yeah. Um, it reminds me a lot of the parallels to... Help me with the name here. Who played the villain in Iron Man 2? Um, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. He played Whiplash. Yes. It reminds me of his resurgence as well when he played the, the lead character in The Wrestler. Yep. It's like, okay, here's this, like, this. he was really popular years ago, kind of used up, um, you know, chewed up, spit out, and then he, he has this one last, like, hurrah. And it's just this, and Mickey Rourke was, like, the perfect actor for that because it's like, Look at this. Like I was very popular a long time ago. And then I get my one last day in the sun. Amy and I really need to watch that movie. I've been trying to get her to watch it, but like I, I want to be, oh, in, you should. I know, but I want to be in the right mood yeah, to watch it. And like, fair. there's some, some days it's a heavy, I movie. love my job. Don't get me wrong. But there are times where I come home from like eight hours of work and I'm like, I just want to be sad. Yeah, maybe not today. Maybe not today. <laughs> uh, you know, and then we end up watching like uh, like a fucking comedy or something, or we watch like a cooking show because <laughs> like I can't deal with this emotional trauma right now. Okay, um, how about this? As far as ones you'd like to see again, like redone, better, um, Assassin's Creed. Ooh, I was thinking strictly Marvel characters, but yes, Assassin's Creed would be. I didn't think the movie was was terrible, and they threw out interesting ideas. Which, by the way, that movie is canon to the games. Really? Yes. 
Um, I believe it was Assassin's Creed Origins that made it canon because they specifically referenced um, an incident that happened at said location and they talked specifically about a type of animus that was used, which was that giant mechanical arm that lifted Fassbender all over the place. Like, yeah, I mean, like that is canon, which is cool. I haven't... I've watched my wife play the Assassin's Creed games. Um, she she loves them. And there are games that I haven't played that I just I like watching her play them. Kind of like Horizon, um, uh-huh. the Horizon games. But the whole idea of the Animus is just, I think it's so cool. Like, yeah. that, elef- that elephant, that element of making it into like the more than just a period piece kind of slasher video game you have this sci-fi element that i think is so unique and 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 so so cool um yeah i love it and so speaking of adaptations and i kind of want to go into uh, on a different route uh actually real quick i do want to point out if you want a movie that kind of fits the same idea of assassin's creed uh check out the movie source code with uh jake gyllenhaal Mm -hmm. so the idea of it is um, they use this kind of virtual um, virtual reality system to look into the past so they can figure out uh, who did this and who did what. And that's essentially the same thing that Assassin's Creed does, um, except if you deviate from that, it desyncs and, uh, you know, you it resets. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a lot, a a lot of similarities to that. But um, what I want to do is I kind of want to go in a different route with adaptations that either almost came to be or that are still coming. And I want your thoughts. So I have a few in mind. Okay. I'm going to throw these out. Metal Gear Solid. Okay. What, it, you just want my thoughts on yep, like what yep. I think it's gonna. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna name the title. I want your thoughts, and then I'll go into a little bit about it. Okay. I mean, there are there's so many things that can be done with just with that that franchise with that story. It's you have this incredible opportunity to take one of the. The, the the greatest stories ever told via video game, albeit one of the most convoluted fucking stories ever told in a video game, um, but one of the best, and, and really turn it into something special live action. And I really hope that uh, whoever is putting the this, this movie or this series or however they're doing it together is going to take their time and it, it's it's going to be something special because that that series of video games has been one of my favorites since the first game came out for PlayStation one. The first game I played metal gear solid when metal gear solid came there out for PS one. I'm proud of you. Um, that was the first game I played anyway. And I was just, I was blown away. Like it was just, it was so above and beyond anything I'd ever played at that time that I, I much like resident evil. Like it was such a big part of my childhood that I really hope that, when I when I see it on the big screen or the small screen, where however it, it gets made into a live action adaptation, I I really hope that it is everything that I I hoped and dreamed that it 
would be for for decades now. Okay. Okay. You're about to break my heart, aren't you? Before I go into it, do you think, with the way Metal Gear Solid goes, do you think it's possible for them to pull it off? (sighs) Or do you think they're going to try to dumb it down enough to where it's just it it's an action flick i hope they don't i really hope they don't because that's that's the thing so i keep thinking of the last of us cuz it's the most recent adaptation mm-hmm. but you could have very easily made this into like any other like zombie thriller tv show um you could they, have made it too much like the walking dead yeah and they they didn't the i i think the the focus of the show, much like the focus of the game, if you play that game, you don't really encounter the infected and clickers and bloaters that much. Yeah. It is a lot more about the interpersonal relationships of the people that you 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 come across, whether yeah. whether they are allies or enemies. And I think that the the show has really done a great job in showing that. Obviously, the Bill and Frank episode would be the the greatest example of of showing interpersonal relationships amongst these people that are surviving this new world. Um, I would hope that it is not just a dumb action flick. I hope it's not just a dumb action flick with some fucking you know. Okay, do you want the details on it? So years ago, they announced it is happening. Well, I know that Oscar... Oscar Isaac is slated yeah. as Snake. Yeah. Fucking A, right? Yeah. So, if you don't know, I have high hopes for it. It is being made. There's... I mean, no one has any idea when mm-hmm. or what the progress is. I don't even think Oscar Isaac knows because he was asked about it. Yeah, I've I've seen some of the interviews like on red carpets and stuff. Yeah, where he doesn't seem to have any idea. But, um, the person slated to write and direct the movie has been in close contact with Kojima to make sure that it's a faithful adaptation. It, yes. Do you know who the director is? No. The best example I can give, okay is his name's I apologize if this is incorrect but Jordan Voigt Roberts I've heard that name who directed Kong Skull Island Okay yeah that's where I, that is where I've heard that name I thought it I thought that was a solid movie that, yeah. that was a pretty good movie yeah, so agreed He's also done quite a few obviously but I, I think he can pull this off Okay, so we have Metal Gear Solid. What about... Now, this, this was... Kane and Lynch. I don't know what that is. So, there's two video games. There's Kane and Lynch, and then Kane and Lynch um, Dog Days. And they were... I've never heard of either. They of were made by the same people that made uh, the Hitman games. Oh, okay. Um, basically about two uh two criminals. One, 
uh, a failure of a father and the other uh, a drug addicted psychopath that has hallucinations. You know, a, a fucking rage machine. They did have plans for it. And I remember I remember the poster. They had the poster up at a Sundance Film Festival. I'm I'm pretty sure. And it was supposed to star Bruce Willis and Jamie Foxx, respectively. That would have been interesting. Yeah. It is not ever happening. Well, especially with Bruce Willis's obviously, but yeah, current condition. Yeah, um, you know, I had a third one, and now I'm I'm blanking on it. So there is a, I think I've heard a little bit about it, maybe. Okay, or maybe it was just a rumor. I think I was such a fan of Ghost of Tsushima that yeah. it it's really gonna bug me if that if there is a show or a movie or a live action adaptation of that game in any way, if it's not the most stunning live action, whatever it is that I've ever watched, like avatar levels of beautiful, because that game is just stunning to look at beautiful to look at. Above and beyond the story, like that, it's just the scenery, the mountains, the cherry blossoms. It's just that game is gorgeous, and I hope that the that the visual representation of a live action adaptation is just as beautiful to look at. Okay, let me ask you this: um, Who should be in Ghost of Tsushima? And if you don't say Hiroki. Sonata? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um I one of the last questions I wanted to ask you is and I don't know if it's a true adaptation question. Okay. But going back to something like The Wrestler, right? Or yeah. a lot of people in the wrestling industry praised that movie as an accurate representation of what it's like to be an independent wrestler. Um you know, you're 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 wrestling in you know, bingo halls or high school gymnasiums and you work a day job because that's wrestling isn't enough to pay the bills and it's, it's hard and it, your body aches every day. And it is just, it is an accurate representation of the grind of independent wrestling. So obviously there's no source material. There wasn't like a book called the wrestler that, um, Darren Aronofsky adapted that story from, but it's an adaptation of like what it is like to be a, a professional wrestler. Um, I wanted to know your thoughts on other, either good or bad examples of a- any, any sort of subculture, whether it be sports. Like, obviously I think, um, you know, Ford versus Ferrari would be like, like, Oh, one of the so one of the good. greatest racing movies ever. Um, I've heard that uh, what is that movie with um, one of the Hemsworth brothers? Is it called Rush? 
Rush, yeah. I've heard that that's a great adaptation, and I haven't watched it. I, I really need to because I've I've started getting into F one because of the the um, documentary series on Netflix. But I've heard that it's a very faithful adaptation of of F one and uh, Nikki Lauda. Um, I was th- just thinking about other things like that where it may not have source material, but it's faithful to that. Whether it's a sport or a subculture, or I, I got a, I got a couple. Um, as far as an adaptation goes, what about the Neil Blomkamp Gran Turismo movie coming out? I, I'm I'm interested, right? I'm interested. Yeah, it looks gorgeous from yeah. the little we've seen, and that's I mean it it has to Gran Turismo as far as racing games go. I mean, yeah, stunning to look at. Uh, Need for Speed I thought was yeah good. I thought it was fun. It didn't need to follow a specific story from any of the games because. <laughs> Each of them have their own stories. The Need for Speed movie, great. Um, <laughs> I, re- I remember reading on Reddit when that movie came out, and they're like, I wish that they would have made a live-action adaptation of Need for Speed Underground. <laughs> and <then> someone commented, <laughs> you mean the Fast and the Furious? <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, Warrior. Ooh. Do I think it's a faithful adaptation of what it's like to be an MMA fighter? I don't know what it's like to be an MMA fighter, no. but like, do I think it's a it's a, a faithful adaptation of the sport itself? Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, I've heard a lot of MMA fighters talk about how I, the the fight scenes seem like legitimate. Like, I mean, it looks I it think looks like they they legitimately trained to learn how to do their own stunts and their own fight scenes. I think Rocky and Creed do not count towards this because they're very stylized. Yeah. Played up for effect. Yeah. What I do think is a good adaptation. I think Rocky and Creed are terrible representations of actual boxing. But man, if you wanted to consider any series of movies, a great adaptation of like Fight Night, <laughs> the video oh, game. Oh, yeah. That's a great adaptation of that. Okay. Okay. Southpaw. I've never seen Southpaw. With Jake Gyllenhaal? I haven't. I've heard it's fantastic. It is. I haven't seen it yet. I think, and again, I'm see, not selfishly, I just wa- I just wanted to have this conversation for an hour so you would just give me more movies to watch. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. And considering I got to build a, a new movie shelf after this, yeah. like, I'm so excited to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I can absolutely give you, like, some picks. Um. Okay. Okay. Uh. Let's let's do one more. Um. Give me a sport, and I and I think I can nail down a movie. Mm. I was thinking like uh like either football, or or basketball, like one of the major major mm, sports. For- are are we going for accurate representation or well, one that you haven't seen see, and that you'd like to? See, here's the thing. So, like, I was I was seeing accurate representation, but like my favorite football movie is The Replacements. I know that's not like Shane Falco. That's not like a. Uh, Do you remember the team name? Were they in Washington? Mm-hmm. I want to say they were in Washington. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Washington. Um, oh, you're so close. Oh shit. No, I can't think of what it, they were called. The Washington Sentinels. That's right, the Sentinels. Yes, I love that movie. You so had Reese. Much. You had Reese Evans as uh, 
the footballer turned the, the kicker. kicker. Yeah. You um, had um that cast was incredible. You had John Favreau as yep. the rage induced tackle. Yes. Um as much as I don't like the actual sport of football, I love that movie. I love Remember the Titans. Um and I love I like The Longest Yard, the Adam Sandler the one. The Adam Sandler one, yes. Yeah. You gotta be specific. Yes. Um those are just fun. As far as accurate accurate oh, representations, like so I think hard. of like I think of basketball and I'm like my favorite Coach Carter. Basketball Oh, Coach Carter is my favorite. I was gonna say Space Jam. Coach Carter is definitely my favorite yeah. basketball movie. I love that movie. I haven't watched that movie in years. Right? Yeah, it's, it's so good. So, last question, because you had talked about ones that hadn't been made. Yeah. Video game, book, graphic novel, mm-hmm. comic book, doesn't matter. Sport. Oh, I got one. What I got is, one. What is one that there's never been like an adaptation of to another form of media that you're like, I I want to see this. I got one. Um. So I took a chance on a graphic novel series um, because I saw someone post about it on uh, Facebook and it was uh, part of one of the groups I'm in. And they said, oh, this is great. I looked into it and people were saying, oh, yeah, but the ending. And I'm like, I'm going to give it a shot. Mm -hmm. So I came across a graphic novel series called Kill or Be Killed. And... That is a trip. It mm-hmm. is so good. And honestly, I thought the ending was fantastic to like cap it off. Um, so for those of you who don't know, and I know Austin especially doesn't, Killer Be Killed is about a um a guy who is kind of just over life. Uh he wants to commit suicide. Um, he tries killing himself and fails. And he fails because a demon makes a deal with him and says, hey, you're all good. I'm going to keep you alive, but you have to do something for me. Mm-hmm. And the idea is he has to go uh, kill somebody every month and so he's like the demon is owed a body every month interesting um and all throughout the story like he realizes he doesn't want to die like when he fails the attempt he realizes he doesn't want to die and so that's why he makes the deal and then he realizes my life's fucking great like like i'm i'm doing my thing i'm great like I'm so glad I I hallucinated that and I I pulled through and everything, and then a month later, he starts getting deathly ill and just feeling like utter shit. Uh, and then he's like, maybe this is it, you know? Maybe, mm-hmm. sure enough, he he picks somebody that is that doesn't deserve to live, like some, uh, a murderer, a rapist, whatever, mm-hmm. kills them immediately better. And so he does that and. Throughout the story, he plays this cat and mouse with the cops trying to uh, stay low-key but still be able to do this and then uh, protect everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and the drama in it is so good, but by the end of it, uh, it it just flips everything on its head. 
I've always wanted to see that adapted for live action. And I like looking into it, like, like as, as much as I have and knowing the actors that, uh, that would work for that. I think Dane DeHaan would be perfect for the main character. Okay. So that would be my pick. Hmm. I just had one and now I completely forgot what I was going to say. Graphic novel, uh, book, game, anime. I don't remember. I don't remember. You son of a bitch. I know. You're going to think of it after we end this. And then you're going to call me and be like, I know. motherfucker. I definitely am. I definitely am. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I had it. Well, I was it, like, this is going to be a good one, too. Yakuza? No. There is a... Did you know there's a live-action Yakuza movie? <laughs> really? Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> it, it's terrible. It's so bad. It's so okay, bad. Okay, okay. I'll have to show you a clip of it. Well, shit. I'll tack it on to the end if I think about it during the intro recording, but I'll just end it with your... What you said. No, you know, there is a movie that... I want a sequel for. I know we're not getting it, but I just feel like we were robbed of seeing this story play out. Uh, have you seen the movie Mile 22? No. It's got Mark Wahlberg. It's got Ronda Rousey. It's got... um, I forget her name, but she played Maggie in Walking Dead. Oh, I can't think of her name, but yeah, I know what you're talking um, about. And it's got... Eco Y. Oh. Hmm. Fucking. Oh, and John Malkovich, because, you know. Of course. Um, I thought it was a great movie. I loved the idea of it. The concept of it was so just good. And, and the way that movie ended, it left it open. And they clearly were like, maybe, maybe do a sequel. And they just never committed to it.